welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Tori Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is just chatting, really. I mean, you know, that's what we're doing. And there's really no structure to it. So my guest, Verity Saunders, is very excited about the lack of structure, aren't you, Verity? Always, absolutely. Fly by the seat of my pants. Right. And that's what we're fundamentally going to do, because I decided that we needed a chat just about end of term, coming into the summer, just one of those real life teacher chats about, goodness, the last few weeks and what we've got coming up. So Verity, for all of those that don't know you, and they should do because we've had a podcast before, which is was I Am Enough. But for anyone that doesn't know you, Verity, who is Verity Saunders? Um, I am me, basically nothing special. What you see is is what you get. It really is. There's no hidden agenda at all. Um, I am a mum. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a teacher. Um, and then your favourite of all, I am very much a hugger. Yes, you are. But I have, I've got to say, since our first conversation, I have been working to improve that. I'm not as anti-hugs as I was, like I will accept them. But it's that, the, the issue I have with hugs is when when you meet someone for the very first time and they go in for the hug. I've never, ever understood that. I, I can get that. And it's a bit like the French, isn't it, with their with their three kiss, the, 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 the three cheek kiss. It used mm. to be that the one cheek kiss was formal. The the two cheek kiss was for close friends. And then they came along with a three cheek kiss and you're like, ooh, yes. So um, I have before now hugged people on my first meeting, um, mm. but I don't, it's not something that I would usually do. So for example, you, I did give you a hug on our first meeting, but it really didn't feel like it was our first meeting. Yeah. But I think that's because we'd got to know each other pretty well before then. The thing I have an issue with is when you meet someone who is a friend of a friend and they happen to be with that person and you've never met them before and then mm. they, they give you a hug and it's like, whoa, who are you? I know exactly what you mean because where's your, you you need to suss them out. Where's your personal space? Is, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a little bit too much. And and the kissing thing, goodness me, have you ever had the thing, and this is for listeners as well, have you ever had the thing where you haven't been sure how many kisses you're meant to do and you yes. start with one and then you realise it's two and then they, they go for three and you think, like, what am I meant to do? And it's just mortifying for everyone there because you're not quite sure how many you're meant to do. No, no, quite. And my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in London and the, the whole cheek kissing thing is a is a very big thing down there I don't know if that's because they're closer to the continent or not so in the southwest we're, we're a little bit more um we're a little <laughs> bit more handsy <laughs> um but in London um and I never know what to to do and I've, I've not seen them for for quite a while um but the last time it was three kisses and I was like oh what happened to the two and and yeah yeah and and I'm I was brought up to to shake hands with somebody, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, mm. you look them in the eye, you you stand tall and proud, and you shake hands. And um, my 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 dad, my grandpa, my mum were very determined that I would never have one of these limp lettuce handshakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and um, and so you know, it, it was it was a it was a firm handshake, you know, and, and look somebody in the eye with a with a smile and and hold my own presence. So this whole 
kissing cheek business and 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 not well it's 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 a little bit of a nothingness really isn't it it's bizarre. Yeah, I remember having lessons in the handshake, the, handshake. the right handshake, and making sure that it was very, you know, firm. And, yes. you know, although I have overdone it on occasion. Like I remember, <laughs> I, I've got a very, very good friend um, who, well, he, he's now a good friend, male. The very first time I met him, um, he... I was sort of introduced to him and, and I he was but he's about six foot three six foot four and I thought oh definitely do you have firm handshake and he, I held his hand firm hand he's like oh my god you've nearly broken my hand because <laughs> <laughs> I, I went think... right in for the incredibly firm handshake to to you know I, I don't it was quite funny I don't know why oh he's quite tall so I'll do an even firmer handshake <laughs> you know height clearly has something to do with it I I love that actually because you can tell an awful lot about a person by the way they shake your hand and the way oh, they... Oh, you can. You so can, can't you? That you so yeah. can. Absolutely. And and quite a few people have been shocked when I shake their hands because I'm short and I'm little. <laughs> um, and I think they think, you know, the whole stereotypical thing when you're a girl, um, mm. most people don't expect it. And quite a few people have gone, oh, that's a firm handshake. I'm like, yes, mm. you know. You're going to do something. I've been trained. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. So listeners, as you can see, this is not anything specific that we're talking about today. We're sort of, you know, we've done air kissing, we're, we're on handshakes, and we are going to move on to end of term, then school holidays, and all of the other things. But can I just say, Verity, I just need to tell you something and the listeners. Do you know that it's nearly been two years that Tiny Voice Talks has been on air now? Is it really? Where's yeah. that time gone? I, can, where, I where? can't believe it. I have spoken to over 100 people and I genuinely cannot believe that this started in August 2020. And that was in lockdown? Was that lockdown? It was it was the weird lockdown. So you know the way we locked down March to March to sort of the the summer. The summer went all funny, and everyone came out of lockdown, and then we suddenly went back into it. We spent our lives going in and out of lockdown, and no one was quite yes. sure what we were doing because everybody you know. was out eating on the two for one. Yes, we were sort of floating in and out of a lockdown period. I think yes. that was that's the best way. No one was quite sure what we were doing. But yeah, so that's. <laughs> That's when it started, August 2020. And I have to be honest and say, I wasn't quite sure when I started what would happen. You know, I wasn't sure if anyone would listen or, you know, ha- what the uptake would be or anything. I I didn't, I wasn't even quite sure what a podcast was, if I'm honest. Um, but actually, it's amazing. You know, not only have we got some really fantastic listeners that tune in week on week on week, but the guests that I've had, Verity, have been phenomenal. They really Absolutely. have. They, they really have. And I, I love listening to, to, to the podcast and some I go back to time and time again. Um, mm. uh, 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 don't you think that the last two years has been some kind of strange time warp when we talk about life before COVID and then we yeah. lived through COVID um, and worked through COVID. We, we, were, we were not not working. We've worked through COVID and we've championed through COVID. 
Yeah. And now we're through COVID. We've done our first official full year post-COVID, even though we're not post-COVID, we're living with COVID. It's just been the most surreal two and a half years. And you've done so much. And I know I, I can't wait for your book to, to be released in the autumn. I know. Woo-hoo. Well, it's I just, I think the tiny voices are so powerful. And listeners, I do apologize. If you hear noises in the background, it is because I have had to keep the windows and doors open because it is incredibly hot. And I just, I can't close all the windows and doors. So it's not as soundproof as normal. So I apologize now. But no, it's, I mean, I think that the tiny voices are so powerful and and I have learned so much from the rarity. What's interesting about what you said about the last two years, I was chatting to my head today and he said, you know, we have all been swans. That's what we've been for the last two years. We have all looked graceful, you know, to all intents and purposes, but actually we have been paddling madly yes. as educationalists, trying to actually figure out what to do next. Are yes. we in lockdown? Are we not in lockdown? Are we teaching virtually? Are we teaching, you know, are we teaching remotely? How are we teaching? What are we doing? You know, who are we teaching? Yeah. And it's it's been insane. And as you say, getting back to the first normal year has been bizarre. And I don't know about you, but oh my goodness, I don't think that I was ready for the last half a term because we hadn't had it for a bit. And it was like, no. good God, that's what we used to do. You know, no. like, how's your last, how's it been for you? Because for me, it's just been, whoa, there's so much that goes on. It's been utter bonkers. It's really, really, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. And the end of term tired. No teacher knows tired like the end of term, the end of year, the end of term tired. But I think additionally, we're COVID tired as well. Um, And I was in school. I have worked full time all the way through um, the, the pandemic. I worked with high tariff during every lockdown high tariff Mm. um SEMH children um, and vulnerable children and have learned to teach in in a variety of of ways I am not the most tech savvy person at Mm. all um but it's amazing I think what it's shown us is is teachers and and so many others are amazing at adapting at being yeah. resilient at showing their determination and drawing on their inner strength in order to work for for want of a better face for the greater good for to to keep going and and do what we do best which is to support and and look after our children and be their champion yeah absolutely and I think you're you're spot on because we all want to do the very very best for the children in our care and we have goodness me have we learned new things over these last few years and you know, I don't, it was really interesting actually today, as as we've already said, is a really, really hot day. And there was this whole thing about will clo- schools close, will schools not close? 
every single teacher that I spoke to what didn't want schools to close because we we want the children in we want them to, to to be with their friends at the end of the year we want them to have all these wonderful opportunities and we're now sort of figuring out how to keep classrooms cool yeah. and I think you know we are so determined as a profession to give these little people the best best education that they can but not just that so you know socializing them giving them so many different opportunities giving them those rites of passage that actually they missed out on you know with covid those end of term things that we do you know the sports days and end of term productions and all of those various things that we do no teacher that i know doesn't want those children to have them i mean last week I was on a residential. Wow. When you said that, and, and I'd, I'd seen your tweet about that, I thought, that is hardcore, absolutely hardcore, this late in the term. But it was brilliant. Do you know what was so lovely? It, we took the children away to the residential in, in the middle of the woods, which was fabulous. And we did lots and lots and lots of forest school activities. So scavenger hunts and then making mm. picture frames and putting everything that we, we'd found in, scaven- in the picture frames with them making dens and doing all sorts just wonderful wonderful forest school activities and I I was looked around at one point and thought goodness me they are covered from head to toe in dirt excellent not one child was vaguely clean and I thought this is wonderful how fantastic that they are covered from head to toe in dirt and so happy you know, every, every child was just so blissfully, blissfully happy. And it was wonderful. It really, really was. Um, and I had that, um, I, me- I messaged a friend sort of towards the end of the evening um, and said, oh, you know, they said, how are you? And I said, oh, the children are now in bed. I'm sitting on the corridor floor. Now, <laughs> only a teacher would know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> And how long were you there for? It, it was a while. Okay, okay, it okay. was, you know. <laughs> but it's the excite. You know, they're excited. They're away with their friends. They're in bunk beds. Some of them have never seen a bunk bed. So you know, no. it's, they're not quick to go to sleep. No, they're but not. But it is that thing that only a teacher knows mm-hmm. that sitting on a corridor floor and and <laughs> sort of watching the time. Yes. You know, it's hilarious and. and and they message back with yes, only a teacher knows that one. So, listeners, if you're listening and you understand, then I, yeah, you, you if you know, you know the whole sitting on the corridor floor. Absolutely, if you know, you know indeed. So, last half term's been intense for you. It really has on many different levels, um, mm. but we're nearly there. We're nearly there, and I think it's something that that we should all be immensely immensely proud of and anybody that says oh you must be looking forward to winding down at the end of term I think have you ever been into a school because no I'm I don't actually know anybody that winds down at at the end of term we seem to go from 80 miles per hour to 300 Yes. And it just seems that the the speed just seems to gradually increase because we're continually thinking, what else can we do? What else can we do? You know, mm. um, just giving the children more and more and more wonderful enrichment opportunities. It's busy. 
It's really busy. I'm just thinking in terms of my setting this week alone. So they, um, my class have got forest school. Um, mm-hmm. We've got transition. We've got open classrooms. We have got leavers service. We've got um, end of year performance from our year sixes. We've got our church service. Mm. Um, and that's just this this week just just yeah. this week oh staff and and student highlight highlight of the year staff and student rounders game oh who normally mm-hmm. wins well it depends if we have mixed teams mm. so before we've, we've played two games before where we've had a mixed team um mm. and and then we've had staff versus students we have a staff netball team um, mm-hmm. And we have a oh, staff nice. football team. Yeah, so um, yeah. Well, I, I play. I'm, I'm. We're in a league. Um, we wow. Have, <laughs> we, Love we have, that. <laughs> we yeah. So we we um we we play weekly, and um, we're known as the Revels because we're <laughs> a complete and utter mixed bag and um and what we do is um and at the end game of of every season we throw our bibs up into the air at the end of every quarter Mm. and we we play whatever position we we catch (gasps) wow (laughs) have you ever been disappointed with the position you've got yes I am not naturally a center player I am um I'm a defender I'm I'm normally in defense that's my my position um and so when I have been given center um yeah that's tough going um and because I'm short I'm not actually the best shooter in the world because Mm. people normally tower over me however I can I can run and I can dart and and I can defend but yeah don't 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 give me the ball to shoot in that that hoop that's up there. I'm too little. Love that. But the the staff student um, rounders game is um, it's either on the the penultimate day of of the year or the last day. Mm. This year it's on the last day. Um, so we're hoping the heat wave will have been and gone, and Friday will be much cooler. Um, and we are having a staff team and a students team. So we we are very we are competitive. So um, there's, there's no, there's, we don't go gentle um, on on them at all, and the the children absolutely love it because um, they know that we're we're not gentle on them. So if we mess mm. up, then it's a huge triumph for for them, um, and if if we win, then they demand a replay. So that may or may not happen. Oh, I love that, but that's great. I I. I've got to say that I now recognize how competitive I am. At the residential last week, that we were all on, we we all had our groups on low ropes. And so one of the other teachers, and I he's gonna be furious that I'm gonna mention this in the podcast, but I'm making it, you know, news people. This Absolutely. this is, you know, and I'm never gonna let him forget this. So he's got his children did really, really well on the low ropes, etc. And he was holding the top speed. And the idea was that you get your children from what the children went from one side of the low ropes to the other side of the low ropes, and that you the bottom rope was sort of quite static, and the top rope was one of those ones that was very, very loose, and you had to get the whole team across. Okay, yeah. so he managed his, and I think it was two minutes, one second. No one else could beat it, no one came close, I know. How many? How many a team? Um, twelve. Oh, that's impressive. 
Yep. So then I appeared oh. with my team. Excellent. And my, I only had 11, so I made up the 12th person. So okay. I was number 12. And we did it in not two minutes, but one minute 35. <laughs> One minute thirty-five. So we didn't just yeah, and it's it's like Absolutely. I realized at that point how competitive I was. So I don't know if there are any other competitive teachers out there, but honestly, my children were brilliant. They worked so well as a team, and as long as they all remembered to just trust the ropes, we were fine. But it mm-hmm. is oh, but it's yes, I, I recognize that level of. I wonder if it's a thing though about teachers that we are just naturally quite competitive. I didn't used to be. It's Did you it's, not. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't used to be. Um, it's definitely come with age. Um, yeah. And I can, I can feel it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can feel it growing. And I don't know if that's because of the people that I'm with, that we've, we have mm-hmm. got that, that competitive edge. Um, but I found it with my children. If I'm playing a game with, with my children, and you know what, they're really thrashing me. I was like, mm. I've, I've really got to put it out of the bag and, and try and pull it back. Double. Who knew double could be so competitive? Um, and I just, and I, well, I have to give up on Monopoly. My son is 12. He's going to rule the world. He has never lost a Monopoly game in, in his life. I don't know Go him. what happened. He went to a friend's house for a sleepover. They taught him Monopoly. And um, we, can't, we can't play with him any, anymore because it's it's painful. Yeah, he's a boy after my own heart. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't just want to beat people on Monopoly. I want to bankrupt yeah, everyone. Yeah. It was when I bank, tried to bankrupt my five-year-old daughter, this was <laughs> 10 years ago, that I was t- <laughs> told I might That's have a slight issue. <laughs> okay, we don't need to bankrupt her. Yes, we do to prove that I've won. <laughs> five. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, so that, yeah, she hard. she's quite competitive now as well, though. So you I, know, I, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. So let's talk summer holidays because people, as in people that don't work in schools and people that are non-teachers as such seem to live with this fallacy that over the summer holidays we have six weeks off and we do nothing are you planning on having six weeks off and doing nothing Verity um no so um I can't complain because um I love the summer holidays and I Mm. have to say I do live for the summer holidays because it is the only holiday that I feel that I fully become myself um and I push myself no matter how tired I am I have to do what works for me um no matter how tired I am I push myself so when we break up from school I will then go into school Mm -hmm. um because I need to wrap up the year um, yeah. my, my teaching partner literally she she breaks up from school and she if she could she'd be on a plane that night um going off on holiday somewhere um this year she's she's going the next day I no matter how exhausted I am will push myself because I need to wrap up the year yeah. um just to make sure that I've I've finished everything off and it's really silly little things 
for example, my cupboard, my cupboard is niggling me. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a cupboard and everything's in its place and I could tell you exactly where it is. Apart from the second half of the summer term when it's just, I'm frazzled like bacon and mm. I try to put things back in the right place and they're just not quite there, but I know I'll deal with it when it comes to, to the summer holiday. Um, and backing boards, that's something that you get really good at on, on your own. Um, yep. back, backing boards. I mean, who, who knew that you could, you could back a six foot board on your own, but you can, it's, and you can't do that when you've got children in the class. So all of those things that people don't see, printing labels for, for yep. your books, making sure every child's got every book and there's, all of those hidden things, naming, you know, peg labels that just the the emotions board, all of these things that you that we use every day that yeah. need preparing. So my summer holiday, no matter how tired I am, what works for me is that I go in and I wrap up yeah. the year. Um and I gut my cupboard and so everything is back to normal, even though you can't see in my cupboard and I can close the door, I know it's it's there, yeah. I know it's, it's not sorted. So I always feel better for that. And then make sure that the classroom is, um, it's stripped, ready for the deep clean in the summer. And then I usually crash. Um, so you can guarantee that I will um, come down with a, a killer headache, or I will come down with a, a cold, or I'll break out in spots. Mm-hmm. or something and I will just crash with yeah. exhaustion um and I usually cry and it's 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 not because I'm sad I just think it's it's when you've held it together for so long and you can let go and you can breathe and you've got the space and the time to breathe yeah. uh, you I then I usually just let go and cry which is always quite cathartic feel better for it and then Personally, I like to go on on holiday. So I will work and then the crash comes and then I love to go away on holiday. So having spoken to you yesterday and not had any plans whatsoever for (laughs) the summer, I had a very productive day on the beach yesterday. So I took myself off. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I took myself off to to Croyd, um, which is is an hour away from, from where I am. And I, having had no plans whatsoever, I thought about what was going to happen, you know, when my children are with me, when they're away on camp, um, how am I going to see my family and some of the things that I wanted to do. So having not had any plans, I've now got a structure to my summer holiday. Some of that structure is pretty loose. So I've Mm. got... um, a week, for example, when my children are are both away on camp, and I've got a whole week. I mean, how how lux- you know, luxurious is this? I've got a whole week to myself. I could mm. do what I want, when I want, how I want to, um, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do in that week. I yeah. am either going to go down to Cornwall and catch up with my family or my friends, or I am. Um, Going to be brave and take myself off somewhere and, and oh how exciting come and visit I, me over in the southeast yeah I get, well, I do know, I'm this thinking, direction. 
we need to meet up that would be yes for so long and we we still haven't met up in a holiday so we need to do this but I think what you're saying you know it's really interesting listening to that you know the 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 sort of structure but lack of structure because we talked about this the other day because listeners we were it was we were meant to record this the other day if we're (laughs) honest And actually, we ended up chatting for an hour and a half and didn't record anything. So you're lucky. It was really good chat. So you're lucky you're actually, we've got this recorded today. Um, But what we were talking about is that thing about this, you know, with the summer holidays, there are so many jobs to do within our teaching sort of that, that need to be done before the children walk in in September. But also there's sort of, the time which could be really empty time, I think most teachers, I'm not going to say all, but most teachers crash, as you've described. I know I do. I absolutely hit the wall. Yeah. And when I hit the wall, I can't do anything. And no. so actually running around, going on holiday, doing that sort of stuff is sort of lost on me when I've hit that wall and crashed. Mm. I then find that I need – and I you know, I have something planned in that sort of something to look forward to. But all, I also like what you're talking about, which is that that freeish time where I can just go, actually, I just fancy going for a walk by the sea and I can do whatever I wish, you know, and I think it's really nice to have that built in. But the thing that I know that you said to me that is so important is that we do take time to rest because actually when you go back in September and this is the weird thing about teaching that I often say to ECTs it's a really weird job because you're either full on or full off yeah you know like you when we go back in September it's not a slight easing in we go back (laughs) we have an inset day and then we have 30 children the next day and we need to have you know, they will expect their books and they'll expect the, and we've got to have done the planning. We've got to know what we're teaching them. And it's so full on. And they need training up. They need training up to the way you do things. Oh, and that's how it is absolutely exhausting. And I think if you don't use the summer holiday properly, I mean, it's like you hit burnout. I don't know about you, but I know that very early on in my teaching career, I didn't know that I had to use the summer holiday well. Mm. And by sort of three weeks into September, I'd lost my voice and was exhausted. Absolutely. I've had a summer holiday, um, only one, because I learned my lesson very quickly when Mm. I I didn't switch off. I couldn't switch off for a variety of reasons. I had three funerals, so there was the emotional um, impact of of that um I had to have surgery so I was psyching myself up for surgery um and then we we would I was traveling to to visit um friends or family and that was a lovely thing to do but I didn't have any rest time any quiet time any me time and so that year I was so poorly. I um, constantly came down with a cold like you. My voice was just, um, it, it, it just never recovered. And so my advice to, um, I'm a, um, a student mentor, my advice to um, the ECTs at, at school is 
in the summer, make sure you plan to do something. A bit like you saying yesterday, Verity, what, what, how, you haven't got anything planned. I was like, oh no, off we know. And I've done that now and feel so much better for it. Mm. Actually, you know, swallow my own pill, really, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. It's definitely plan to do something and plan to do nothing. Yeah. Um, because if you don't take that time, then it is the only time in the academic year that you recharge your batteries. And having gone back in September when my battery hasn't been fully charged, it was the longest year, personally Mm. and professionally, um, because I didn't have that reserve to to draw on. And um, you you get through because you have to get through, but um, it, it wasn't pretty. And, well, I think it's just, it's an interesting one, isn't it? That we actually do have to take that time. It's We really have to stop completely because otherwise yeah. we, we just don't have it to go the next time. Because it's a funny one, isn't it? When you walk into the classroom in September and you've got 30 or however many new little people in front of you and you have to be on it. Yeah. Right from the get go. You can't sort of, as I say, you can't ease yourself in. You've got to be absolutely full on yeah. right from the beginning. And they are learning, you know, the new ways of the classroom, the new systems, because every teacher is different. Oh, absolutely. And we expect results now. You know, we when you've you've got so many children in your care, you you need them to know that what you say goes now. Yes. Um, and they they need to suss you out and test your boundaries and and see do you mean what you say? Um it is it's it's intense that coming back in September, as you say, there's no gentle easing. And if you haven't recharged your battery, then mm. you it, it your reserves are gonna drain quickly. Yeah. And it's funny what you were saying about your cupboard. I I must be a teacher thing because my cupboard's really great until second half of the summer (laughs) term. And then I just don't care. I actually couldn't see the floor at one point last week. At that point, I thought, oh my God, that this is not good because I'm normally super tidy, but it's just like, it it just gets to the point where it's just like, oh, whatever. But I've, you know, for me, I can only rest and relax in the summer if my boards are done yeah. and if my books are labelled, etc., yeah. and I I always go in. Um, so we finish Thursday. I'll be going in Friday and then next week to sort mm-hmm. the the room out and all my bits out, and then I will be going out before the inset days. So yeah. a few days before the inset days at the end, um, or you know, depends how often schools open, but just to yeah. sort out. So it's sort of and and then doing planning probably yes somewhere because yeah. again it's the planning isn't it and it's Absolutely. and for me I need to in a sense book that time in and go okay that's going to be time when I'm actually going to sit down and plan and I find that planning my diary sounds really bizarre it's, it's a holiday but I plan my diary so that I can fit everything in so that I know what I'm going to do because although we're not teaching there's so much to do. Oh, always, always. And even the mundane stuff like going to the dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
We all do that in the holidays. Yeah, we do. We do all of those jobs, all those jobs that other people sort of might do throughout their year. No, it's it's like all squeezed in, you know. Yes. And it's it's an interesting and it's the only one. time, you know, my, my family say to me, it's the only time that you become properly human is is the summer holiday. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh dear, that sounds awful. And they and they say you never quite fully leave teacher mode. I thought, oh, that really does sound bad, doesn't it? But I think we do. We we operate, um, we operate in structure. And all, although you've you've got a plan for the summer, it's it's not fully timetabled. But there is there is a, a, a structure to it. You know, you've got that framework to to work within, which we and children all thrive on. Yeah, and I think for me, I hate stress. I don't mm. I don't do stress well at all I hate it so therefore I want to avoid it so I make sure that I've got I get things ready I mean some people would say that I'm you know only organized but oh, no, it's, it's good it, it's, it's Freud it works for me I have to I have to Freud would say it's better to be anal than oral so I'm I'm with you there <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> psychology background in there <laughs> yeah yes yeah oh yeah of course there is of course there is so you've got a few days left, you've got rounders tournament and everything mm-hmm. else. What advice would you give to someone that is finishing their first year of teaching? Book a holiday. Book a holiday. Um, because then you have got something to look forward to. So do something that you would like whether it's um walking whether it's camping whether it's lazing by the pool Mm. just book something that you know that you enjoy that is for you that you can escape to because that's your reward you you need that you've you've earned that and you need to work out what works best for you. So I've I've commented that my my teaching partner she breaks up and she goes on holiday and she doesn't mm. think about school until the yeah. week before we come back. Whereas I need to wrap up the year. I need to get as much prep as I can done in terms mm. of physical resources as soon as I can in the holiday. Then I need to switch off and then I'll. To, towards the end of the the holiday then I'll start getting my head back in the game and and ramp up and 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 get back into gear that way I know I can't switch off if I haven't done all of that at the beginning of the holiday that is a stressor for for me that yeah. is a, a big stress factor so work out what works for you if you need to just go and have that time then go and have that time. If you need to wrap up before you have that time, then wrap up before you have that time. But make sure you have that time to recharge and do something for you that you love, that you can look forward to doing. Yeah. And I think that's such good advice because I know that, you know, in my first few years, I found I I use the summer holidays more prep work. You know, yeah. I didn't necessarily, it's like, I'm going to prep, I'm going to prep, I'm going to prep. I didn't necessarily use it as let's switch off, let's take time. So what would be your advice then for someone starting their very first post? 
Your to-do list will never be done. Um, that's that's just it. You yep. will have a list of things that you want to do. Um, you will have an idea of how you want your classroom to look. Um, and my advice is don't spend all of your summer holiday working through your to-do list and prepping your classroom. The children want and need a happy teacher. Um, Your confidence will come naturally. Um, I can remember to this day, 20 years on, opening the door to my year one classroom, thinking, oh, my words, I am responsible for these people. Yes. (laughs) What am I going to do? And teaching is is my second career. So I I had had responsibilities before. Mm. But then to be faced with 35 and six year olds and know that it was it was on my shoulders and I only qualified 10 weeks ago and that was that was massive so confidence will come just make sure you have that break and know that your to-do list will never be done you will always think of things that need doing so I would I'm a list person so I would write a list and I would then personally do an essential list yeah. and a desirable nice. list. Nice. And then that way you are managing mm. your time, you're prioritizing, and you're desirable if you wish to. You you can dip in and out of that throughout um, the summer holidays or throughout the term as it goes on. Um, my second thing would be don't plan to the nth degree either because you need to be able to reflect and adapt to the needs of your children. So if you plan to the nth degree, you're going to be stressed if you're not following that that plan. Mm. Um, so my advice would be not to plan to, to the nth degree. By all means, have an overview, have, have a structure, but don't be afraid to come off plan. If, you're, if your children need to recap if they need longer to embed and consolidate something take that time because this is the foundation of 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 their lives that we're working on and and they need to have solid foundations if it's dodgy then the whole deck of cards could come crashing down later on great advice it actually just reminds me when you talked about to-do lists i worked there are two teachers in my school that are just oh my gosh they're so good with their to-do lists one of them does it on a google doc and she has three columns and what she does is she shifts them all across it's really clever she has her daily um her daily her weekly and a general and she shifts it all into where it needs to go it's really clever the way she does it my brain doesn't work on it I have tried it I can't but she is just phenomenal and then I've got another there's another girl I love what she calls her lists she's she's got a general to-do list and then she's got an itty bitty list you know those tiny jobs that are just itty bitty jobs and she has an itty bitty time each week where she just does her itty bitty jobs so clever and then she's got the giraffe's neck and the giraffe's neck are the jobs that you've just talked about which are the long the sort of the long-standing jobs that you can do but it's not going to break the world if you don't and I love that and they they are so good with to-do lists you know both young teachers and I've learned so much from them about to-do lists and do you know the bit of advice I would give to any early career teacher is take a photograph take many photographs of your room yeah 
on the day before you have the children in. Because what I discovered is the day the children come in, they don't necessarily keep it as nice and tidy as I don't know if you've ever found this, Verity, where you've done these pristine things and you're expecting the children to use them in this pristine manner and then they don't. And so, yeah, I've discovered take loads of photos prior to the children coming in because it won't look like when that when they're there. 16 years in reception. Um, <laughs> we, can, we can imagine the, um, the transportation schema that, um, that goes on. Um, yes. So I very much hear you yes yes photographs are important I'm going to ask you because I always ask and I know I've had you on before but I'm going to ask again who would be your teacher that would that you're you know apart not the person you mentioned before but if you could be taught by anyone at all living dead who would it be today okay um so the teacher that I would want in the the tiny voice school um would be my form tutor at secondary school um I loved her. I absolutely loved her. Her name was Margaret Emery and she was the head of music and she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. She taught me to feel music, not just to mm. perform music. She taught me to feel music and she was she was an older lady and she missed nothing I love the fact that she saw all and heard all and you could tell her anything and she was your advocate she was your champion and she was she was not daft people used to think she was they used to think you know she was she was just the music teacher and and music isn't necessarily important but she had she understood people and she mm. got the dynamics of people internally and externally and she was just amazing I loved her oh well Margaret Emery would be an absolutely wonderful addition to the tiny voice talk school so yes I'd love that Verity thank you so much for giving up your time on this incredibly hot day to come and chat to me. And listeners, thank you so much for listening and supporting the tinier voices, the quieter voices in education. Your support means everything. So thank you. Tora, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again. Anytime. Fantastic.